Hi, and welcome to Beyond Your Limits. Today, I'm going to talk about some of the things that we can control. So here we go. To take control of your life is to take responsibility for yourself and every area of your life. And this is where a lot of people have a really hard stop and they're going to turn off this podcast. But taking responsibility for everything in your life is also you recognizing that you're responsible for your experience and the way that you react to things. And then also claiming that you really are the creator. You would really have to believe that you're the creator by saying, I take absolute responsibility. And there are things that you happen and you think to yourself, I didn't have anything to do with that. That happened to me. So if you're the principal architect and creator of your life and you find yourself in a situation or a lifestyle that doesn't resonate with you, you have to recognize it's the result of the choices and decisions that you've made. So if you want to change the path that you're on, You've got to switch something up. You've got to do something different. If your relationships are struggling, if you're struggling with your relationships with your family members and your kids, and I don't mean because they are toxic, I mean because you might be the toxic person. There's a lot of variables out there that are out of your control. For example, the weather what other people think about you to some degree. The past is out of your control. How other people feel and their happiness is out of your control. Other people's actions and reactions and thoughts and feelings and beliefs, those are not within your control. There are some things in your life that you have to control. If you're not going to take responsibility, please take responsibility for your mindset, for your attitude, for your feelings. Take responsibility for your schedule, for the way that you allot your time and what you give your time to. Take responsibility for your self-talk, for your emotions for your mental and physical well-being, the way that you eat, the way that you express yourself. And that will put you on a different path. You have to focus on the things that you can control and do everything in your power to achieve as much control of yourself as you can. And this is what taking responsibility for yourself means. Your success in creating the life that you want depends on it. Your health depends on it. Your happiness is not dependent on something outside of you or another person, and neither is your wealth. To a degree, it may be, but your state of mind and your attitude with your wealth is going to be the thing that determines how much money you're going to bring in and allow to flow to you. And your health, your cells are always listening. Viktor Frankl, 
who wrote A Man's Search for Meaning, and I highly recommend you read it. It's a gut-wrenching tale of his time in the concentration camps. He lost everything, including his wife. He said that everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms is to choose one, one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. In that book, I remember him telling a story of a man who put his shoes on and it was snowing and he would go to work every day in the snow and then the shoes were no more. And the guy just broke down and cried because he had to walk and stand in the snow the whole day. It was so gut-wrenching. But these guys made it. So positive psychology teaches us that we have control over very big things in our lives, right? How to have a happy life. How to not lose control. But let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you had more control over your time? What would you do with it? Where would you put the energy and your attention? What kinds of things would you do if you had more time? And then think about if that would bring out the best in you. Would that trigger you to have some hope, to pursue a passion that you want to pursue? You may be able to control more than you think by controlling your will to succeed. You know, you can control your reactions, you can control your habits, and you can control your attitudes. Just take some time to think about the things and the ways in which you could take control back in your life. Do you give your control away by thinking and engaging in unhealthy thoughts and feelings about the people that you work with. What would happen if you stopped thinking that and you took your power back? What would happen if you stopped looking outside yourself and judging other people negatively because you're actually judging yourself and you took your power back and you started to look within and you asked yourself, do I judge myself harshly? Do I feel like I'm being judged? Where does that come from? And see what comes up for you. You can get a lot closer to the goals and the deep desires that you have by really taking a look at your reactions and actions, by recognizing that they are yours and you own them. Nobody makes you feel anything. What someone does may trigger you. That might be true, but you're allowing that you actually have control when you become aware that you're being triggered. And some of the most toxic romantic relationships or partnerships are between people that just continually trigger each other and put them over the edge. And that's what keeps them wrapped into that relationship. So when you start to make choices to balance your life and take your power back by looking at the things that irritate you and bother you and make you angry and envious and jealous. You take those things back and you look within yourself. What are the things that you can do for you 
What is it that you can do to stop looking outside yourself, thinking that you're not enough? You know, you're going to do your best until you know you can do better. And then when you know that you can do better, you do better. You keep achieving better results because you're choosing to live a better life because you no longer want to be engaged in things that are unhealthy for your mind, your body, and your spirit. So when you have the right knowledge and you make the choices to look within yourself, to use your time and your energy differently, to do more of what makes you feel alive, that makes you feel like you're contributing and doing something that's on purpose or meaningful for you. All it requires is a little effort and focus, and it will be uncomfortable. But you have a choice. You can remain in the old, or you can be comfortably, and you can remain comfortably uncomfortable, as I say. Or you can be a little bit uncomfortable in something new. And I think that what you'll find is you're a lot more comfortable in the discomfort of change because you're becoming something better. Nothing happens until you make it happen. And I will tell you, it takes work and it takes time, but it's not as much time as you think. And if you choose to be different and you choose to consistently change this, the intensity ups the ante and you just keep trying and trying. And pretty soon, you're not that person anymore that judges other people, that triggers others and allows others to trigger you. And you feel lighter and you feel healthier. And you're doing things like exercising or participating in things that you've always wanted to do. And that's what you feed off of. You love your kids more. You love your family more, your dogs more, your cats more, your pets, whatever it is, your gardening, your trees, your walks, your hiking, anything. So think about what you want your life to be like. Because when you start to take those big steps, you're going to find that work opens up for you. You're going to find that your talents are enhanced. You're going to find that you're more physically fit and active. You're going to pursue passions all by yourself. And you're actually going to find that you can make a living doing it just like so many other people have. And there's all kinds of things that you can conjure. Write them down. And then ask yourself, what do I expect my life to be like? Write that down. And if you feel, God, you know, this is never going to happen for me. I don't have any of the things that are going to get me there. What's really stopping you? Is it your current obligations? Write that down too. Because again, that's an internal belief. And it's the beliefs that we hold in our minds, in our hearts, the things that we've taught. Beliefs sometimes that were given to us from when we were children that we've never questioned. Why do you think you can't do something? Who told you that? Because I'm telling you, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And you can make the time. 
When I started on this journey, there was something that really triggered me. And it was an old belief that I wasn't enough. Like I just would never be able to have. Actually, it was a specific relationship with a specific person, the way that I wanted it. And you know, I got so tired of thinking the same thing. I decided that's it. I'm going to change this. And I got up at four o'clock every morning and I meditated, not on the person, but on myself every day. And sometimes I would go back to bed at six o'clock and sleep for another hour. But usually I got up and went on with my day. And you know what that taught me? It taught me that I want something. I can do anything that I want to do. I'm capable of getting up at four o'clock in the morning and committing to that and absolutely changing the way that I feel about myself and what I think I deserve in relationships. And one day I had a voice say to me, you're awesome too. And I wrote that down and it sits on my desk and it's been sitting there for years. It says, I am awesome too. And it reminds me of that day that I felt something break free in my heart and say, you're awesome too. And yeah, I had to go back and keep reading it because I was like, really, really, did I feel that? And then I just realized I like who I am. And if I don't like it, I'm just going to keep working to be better at it. And I slip and I fall a lot. But what's stopping you? If you identify what you want and the life you want to live and you take action, and you recognize and look at yourself and look at the obstacles that you create, the things that hold you back. And you remind yourself, wait a second, if I take responsibility for this, I can take back control of my life. Louise Hay wrote some great books on this and they're simple and they're in vernacular language. I love her. We talk about writing down things that you learn about people that you really admire, people that have been through what you've been through, that have suffered, that have overcome. I know a woman, a young girl, actually, she's young because she's in her early 20s, and she had a, young, a, a child very early in her life, about 21, and that girl would get up at four o'clock in the morning, she would work out, she would study because she wanted to go to med school while her little girl slept. When her daughter got up at seven, she would get them ready. She would go to work, take her daughter to school first. She'd come home, make her daughter dinner, play with her daughter, go to sleep, and do it again, because it was that important to her. And she's in med school now. You can do whatever you want to do. And if that sounds exhausting to you, it's probably because you don't want that. Because when you want it badly enough, you're going to do what it takes to achieve your goals. Because what you're going to do is you're going to realize the principles that work for you are going to be routines and habits that help you achieve your goals, not routines and habits that keep you stuck in the same shitty mindset. So look for people that you can admire or have admired. 
And you have to know that you have complete control about, of your life, of your mind, of your time, of your habits, of your behavior, of your feelings. So what can you change or improve? What can you do to get closer to the life that you want? I don't care if you have to write 500 million lists and burn them and keep getting closer to 100% control of your life. It's about the habits, the routines, and the principles. But what is underneath a habit, a routine, or a principle? It's a desire. And what's under a desire? A belief. And what's under the belief? Energy. Thoughts are energy. Feelings are energy. Consistency of thought. Consistency of feeling. Consistency of thinking about and desiring that new thing that you want to pursue with just little tiny actions will create a big change. You don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. But what if you got up 15 minutes earlier to do something meaningful, to make one step toward that goal? What if you slept in your running clothes and because you want to go running? What if you slept in your hiking clothes or your biking clothes so that when you got up 30 minutes early, you shut up, you make the coffee, you drink your coffee or you do whatever, you get on your bike, you go on your hike, you go on your walk, you go on your run. What would happen if you did that or you turned on a YouTube video and you did a 15 minute workout with somebody that you think is a great trainer for you? Somebody that you resonate to. What if you got up and read a book that you wanted to read? 15 minutes. What if you started a side project? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to fall in love with that so much, you're going to start getting up an hour earlier. And maybe you'll be the one that gets up at 4 a.m. too. I still get up early. But I meditate and I pray. And my phone, I do not respond to anything until I'm done with my prayer and meditation and maybe two hours of yoga too. But when we deeply want something, we learn that the best way to achieve it is to think about what we want and create a new habit, one teeny tiny habit, one teeny tiny change in our behavior and taking the action will make a lifestyle change that modifies everything. Doing it every day will make you the best person you can be and bring you what you want. You just have to monitor what you think. You've got to think about taking responsibility for every single thing. And if you say, well, I was driving down the street and some dude ran into my car. I have to take responsibility for that? No, but you have to take responsibility for being part and parcel to it. You have to take responsibility for your reaction. You have to take responsibility for the fact that you've got to get your car fixed. You have to take responsibility for how you treat the other person and how you think about it. Accidents do happen. And a lot of times we ask, well, what's the meaning behind this? And I have learned that correlation does not always equal causation. Meaning, if you have a car accident, somebody might say, well, what did you have to wake up to? What did you need to see? What did you need to be hit by another car for? What is it that you're not looking at? Those are always good questions to ask without getting into a car accident. 
And so we correlate these things to it when sometimes you just come together with two people in your head and we put all of this focus on what does it mean? It's a good question. Because if you come up with something and you say, well, actually, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that and I've wanted to create this new habit and pursue my goal. And wow, it really woke me up. Bingo. It's just a wake up call. So take responsibility by saying, I can see why I put myself there. Or don't take responsibility because cause correlation doesn't always equal causation. Just take responsibility for taking a first step by recognizing that you want something more, by being brave enough and courageous enough to get up and do something about it. Maybe you go work at the dog cat shelter or the horse rescue or the cow rescue. Maybe you foster an animal. Do something. Maybe you help kids. Maybe you feed the homeless. Who knows? Maybe you help the elderly. Maybe you teach children to read. Whatever it is that makes your heart sing, maybe you take a language. But whatever you do, don't stay mired down in thinking that you don't have a choice because you always have a choice in everything that you do. There was a movie that I saw as a teenager, and it was a group of high school students, and the teacher said, you always have a choice. And this young boy got really upset about that. And he said, what do you mean you have a choice? If I'm in an airplane and the airplane's going down, how's that my choice? And a young girl behind him looked at him and she said, you got a choice. If you're going to go down screaming or you're going to go down with a smile on your face, you always have a choice. And it blew everybody away. But that's the power of choice. You know, we're not going to live forever. And one of the techniques my teacher told me was, live from your deathbed. Live from your deathbed. And look back at your life. How do you want to live it? What do you think about today? Do you like the way that you're doing things today? And when you start to look at that, you realize I'm kind of being lazy. I could actually do a little bit more. Or maybe you're doing too much and you really need to take some time off. Self-care is very important. Maybe you're putting your effort and energy into people who don't appreciate what you do. Pay attention to that. Think about where you're putting your energy. It's really important that we pay attention to the way that we feel, the things that we say, and the thoughts that we think. And the minute that you begin to become aware of that, you get underneath them. And when you get underneath them, you have control of them. And when you recognize that you're doing these things and saying these things and thinking these things, do you know that they literally automatically change because you're not accepting that anymore? Even if it's just a five degree click over to the right, you change it. Don't be afraid to dream. Don't let other people's thoughts, feelings, or the words they say get in your way because half the time, what are they doing? Nothing. They're too busy telling you that you can't do something while you should be out there doing it. You need to put your earplugs in. Put your blinders on and think about that. The last thing I'm going to leave you with, one of the practices that my mentor taught me, and he used to do this. He was uh, a Green Beret. 
and he would, I think I've talked about this in another podcast. He would put those like, uh, you know, sunglasses on that it looked like old people would wear. I'm sorry. I don't have another way to say it, but you'll see a lot of elderly people wearing them. They look like a big black brick across their face. He would wear those and he would put duct tape all around them so that he couldn't see anything. Remember, this was years ago, and now we actually have eye covers for that. And he would wear that all day. And he made me do this because what he made me realize is you're not seeing with your eyes, you're actually seeing with your consciousness. And Jay-Z Knight, uh, who channeled Ramtha, has got fascinating information, used to do these practices in her workshops. And they would use bows and arrows and they would blindfold people and they could hit the target. And so I adopted a form of that in my workshop where you begin to, you, you wear a mask and you begin to acclimate yourself to not being able to see with your eyes. And you start to pay attention all around you of the energy. And you do start to realize you're perceiving colors and things with your eyes that are inside your brain. That's actually your consciousness talking to you. It's a very fascinating thing. Try it. It's very fascinating. And then we would test ourselves with colored cards. And so you have to let go. And this is part of the process of really letting go because you struggle against it thinking I can only see with my eyes, but that's not true. You actually see with your gut because you've got a brain in your guts talking to the brain in your head. You're feeling all the time. And so he would hold colored sheets of paper in front of me while I had a blindfold on. It's actually a black mask like the thing he had. And I wasn't guessing the color. I was actually seeing the color. And I wasn't right all the time, but through practice, I started to recognize I could see things all across the globe. And then they started doing tests that this is actually true. Quantum physics have, has proven that you're connected to everything and that when you put your mind somewhere, and your attention is there, your consciousness is there. So if you put your consciousness not into the future and not into the past, but into the present, and you start to believe and think about the place that you want to be and what that would feel like, and do it blindfolded, it gets you there at lightning speed because your consciousness will take you where you want to go. It's all energy. Thanks for listening. I hope you like this podcast and make the world a better place.